0: Hello, and welcome to the Who is the Saboteur podcast. When things go wrong in your life, do you blame other people, fate, or the world? The biggest force that sabotages your life is inside of you. It's your own unconscious. I'm Dr. Mike Drayton. I'm an organisational consultant, executive coach, and clinical psychologist, and I'll be taking a deep dive beneath the surface of your day-to-day life. This episode is called Why Diversity Doesn't Work. Have you ever had to deal with someone who's opinionated? Someone who knows that they are always right? Well, that's what the crew of Alaska Airlines had to deal with in January 2017. A passenger boarded a flight only to discover that she was allocated a seat beside someone who had political views that were different to hers. The other passenger was a supporter of Donald Trump. Feeling virtuous, she went into a full blown rant and demanded that the passenger be moved to another seat. It didn't help her mood when the airline crew pointed out that this wasn't something that she could demand. After a deterioration in her behaviour, the woman was removed from the flight. Wouldn't life be simple if anyone who we didn't agree with could be moved? From the seat beside us, from the office, or just out of your life? Wouldn't that be great? But would it? Imagine what life would be like if you spent all day living, working, and talking to people who are just like you. Imagine just talking to people who hold exactly the same opinions as you. It's very right on to talk about the benefits of diversity, but the fact is, most people just don't like it, although they probably wouldn't say that to your face. Some of us just prefer to be in our own safe space. Talking to people, just like us, who reinforce our opinions about the out-group, who contain all the bigotry and stupidity in the world. When all the bad stuff is out there, we don't have to consider our own hatred, pettiness and other faults. When we reject other people, in other words, when we reject diversity, we end up just breathing in our own exhaust fumes. This makes us a bit sleepy and ultimately poisons us. Diversity, when applied to race, religion, or sexual orientation, is easy. However, accepting diversity of political opinion is almost impossible for some. There are decades of research by psychologists and economists that prove beyond doubt that diversity, when combined with inclusion, is really good. Diversity of skills and expertise is accepted as being a good thing by everyone. Just imagine the combination of different skills that's needed to design and build a car. However, social diversity can cause a lot of conflict, lack of trust, poor communication and a culture of complaints and grievance. This is because diversity in itself often just doesn't work. For diversity to add value to society or to an organisation, it has to be paired with inclusion. In other words, a respect and tolerance for people who are different, in whatever respect, to oneself. There are three main obstacles to good, diverse and inclusive leadership. First, managers paying lip service to diversity and not really seeing the value that diversity can bring to their part of the organisation. Second, most people just don't see their own biases. So managers are more likely to recruit people who are just like them. This isn't unconsciously, but as a result of unconscious bias. Third, most managers find it enormously difficult to challenge non-inclusive behaviour. They can turn a blind eye for fear of conflict, and that results in a bad situation getting worse. The fact is that if you want to lead teams or organisations capable of innovating, you need diversity. Diversity and inclusion enhances creativity. It brings new information and perspectives, leading to more creative decision-making and problem-solving. Diversity has the potential to dramatically improve performance and lead to creativity and innovation. So, what can be done to improve diversity and inclusion in organisations? The first step is to map the diversity. In other words, acknowledge that people in organisations are very different and have different skills and different capabilities. The next step is learning how to communicate across difference. In other words, begin the process of listening and debating with those who are different. This is where the creativity starts. Finally, to really harness this creativity, the diversity in the team has to be actively managed. The energy created by diversity needs to be focused on improving the performance of the organisation or team as a whole, rather than just hot air or a tick box exercise. So, Rather than asking the person next to you, who has different views to yours, to move, it's far more productive to engage them in a dialogue and try to really understand why they hold the views that they do. Perhaps then they may be willing to listen to your views. Now that's real diversity and creativity. Thanks for listening and join me again soon.